You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoya of Denver Gazette, and my good friend, the always chipper, the always great Nick Ferguson. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, great, George. How about yourself, man? It's good, man. It's good. Busy. Uh, you know how it is this time of year. Uh, it's starting yes. to get really busy, but uh, super excited. They, you know, they get another primetime game this week, Sunday Night Football. Uh, playing the 49ers. I, I think that this is such an interesting game, Nick, because we've seen the Broncos really struggle through the first two games, right? And and really against not very great teams. Now they're getting to play a team in the 49ers that, you know, maybe they're Super Bowl contenders now that they've had a, a switch at quarterback. I know we'll dive a little bit into that. Uh, they're definitely a, a playoff caliber team. We've seen that from them in, in recent years. Nick, just what jumps out to you about this 49ers team is, is we kind of dive into to previewing them. The one thing about the 49ers team that, that sticks out to me is obviously the man uh, who stirs the drink, I guess the straw that stirs the drink, and that's Devo Samuels, man. I know everyone's talking about uh, the switch from quarterback to Garoppolo from Trey Lance. Unfortunately, he was injured. But the offense changes so much with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, under center but it is the guy, Debo Samuels, that they definitely want to feature. Kyle does a great job of getting him involved with the offense, either the tunnel screen, a slip screen, or putting him in the backfield and handing the ball off to him. And I thought at one point uh, when last, well, in the offseason, did Debo Samuels say, well, he didn't want to be used uh, like a running back anymore because that was taking a pounding on his body, but still they use him the same way. So that is the guy that the Broncos definitely need to key on. And if they're able to slow him down, they slow down his offense. Yeah, I mean, Debo's obviously the number one guy for them, right? And and he's one of the most dynamic players in the entire league. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Broncos maybe try to dial up the defense for him. Um, you know, it's also interesting, you know, Pat Sertan is, is day-to-day. It sounds like he'll be questionable for Sunday Nick, when you look at a guy like Debo and you look at the Broncos defense, how do you slow down a guy like that? Do you match him up with a corner, with your top corner? I mean, he's also he also can play running back. He does all these different things. Do you have one guy that just shadows him? Or, or how would you maybe approach defending a guy like that? Well, George, I'll say this. Uh, like most offenses in the league, they tell you what they're going to do pre-snap. And it's, it's, it's sort of like what – uh, Andy Reid was doing with Tyreek Hill. They, they kind of tell you what what's the game plan before the ball is snapped. If Tyreek Hill 
is out wide, then you think that there, there's a high percentage that he's going to get the ball. But if he's in the backfield, to me, that plays and bodes well for the defense because guess what? We don't have to do a lot of thinking. We just have to tackle. The same rule applies with Debo Samuels. If they align him in the backfield, you have to figure nine times out of ten, he's getting the ball. Why put him back there and take him out of a position where he can run down and threaten your defense? Just think about what we saw with Jerry Judy last season with Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer put Jerry Judy in the backfield and ran him on those little ghost screens, but never really gave him the ball. So if I am Azura Evero or anyone on the Broncos defense, the moment I see Debo Samuels in the backfield, I'm alerting everyone, hey, listen, all we need to do is make sure that we are gap sound and we make a tackle. Now, if he's lining up on the ball or he's lining up out wide off the ball, now that's kind of an alert that, hey, listen, there is a high probability that they're going to try to get him the ball, but they may use him somewhat as, as a decoy. But your antennas go up automatically when you have Debo uh, on the field. But I also say this, they use him in that particular way because he is versatile, he is fast, but more importantly, George, he is really strong. I went back and watched the Seattle game you know, last week, even on some of those little toss plays that they gave him, he was still running through you know, two or three guys. So it's yards after contact with Debo. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't treat him like a wide receiver. I would treat him like a running back. Yeah, you know, last week I believe he had, uh, it says here, four rushes, 53 yards. Uh, so obviously they're still trying to get him the ball in creative ways. And I think that he's such a, again, a dynamic player that you, he has to be accounted for in every single play. And there's few guys like that in the league, right? And so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Broncos attack that. But Nick, one thing that this 49ers team is – extremely good at maybe the best at in the nfl is running the football uh last week they rushed for 189 yards i think the first week they rushed for about 175 yards so they're averaging about 182 yards per game on the ground through two games which is i want to say a league high um we've seen that in kyle Shan shanahan defenses kyle shanahan actually spoke about it uh and we have the audio uh here courtesy of broncos.com yeah i mean i think it's just it's the commitment to it I mean, it's just kind of you get what you emphasize, and um, we emphasize that a lot. Um, regardless of your personnel, regardless of anything, I just that's something that um, I've believed in for a long time. I mean, I think I got that growing up just watching as a fan, and since I've been in the league, I've tried it a bunch of different ways, and I feel the only times that um, you're truly successful and win games is um, consistently and get going places is when you can depend on that run game and make people scared of the run game. And if you do, um, everything else becomes a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's the commitment to it. I mean, it's just kind of. Yeah, so that's that's Kyle Shanahan talking about his scheme. And obviously, Nick, <clears throat> he got that from his dad, Mike Shanahan. I mean, we see Mike's offense still, uh, his imprint still in the NFL today and, and everything uh, that he was doing with the Broncos back in the day. But what maybe stands out about, about this 49ers, this run game? And, and again, it, you, in this league, a lot of teams, you, you look around and, and they're throwing the ball all over the field. But when it comes to it, the great teams can run the football. And the 49ers, since Kyle Shanahan's been the head coach in 2017, has been one of the best teams at running the football. Well, the reason they've been so successful, and Kyle just talked about it, George, is their level of commitment to the run game. It doesn't make a difference how many guys you put in the box. They still feel as though they could be real effective against the run. It's just finding different ways 
to run the ball. When, when you look at this offense, and, and look, there's so many versions of this offense in the NFL, but none is being run quite well as Kyle is running this particular offense because he's a smart guy. He, he knows that you know so many teams have the film, so he has to change it up. And, and what I mean by that is they may run the same play, but they run it out of different formation, different personnel group. They mix it up. And the one thing with, when you watch this offense – on film, there's a lot of misdirection, a lot of ghost plays to kind of get the defense to move, to make easy or set up easy blocks for the offensive linemen. And, and once again, I went back and, and watched some film last night. This is a team that runs a lot on that left side. Now, they will run to the right side to kind of keep someone balanced, but when they want to really kind of gash the defense, Trent Williams is the guy they want to run behind. They pull their guards. They run a lot of zone scheme. They run a lot of gap scheme. And when Trent comes downhill, man, I don't care who you are, he's either going to grab and latch on to you or he's going to throw you out of the way. So this is why Kyle has so much success and so much confidence in the run game because, once again, they, they've come up with so many different ways to attack the defense. And you got to think about this, uh, the influence of his father, Mike Shanahan. There's not – too many defensive schemes and fronts that he hasn't seen. So he's there as an advisor to Kyle and just trying to let him know, hey, listen, this is the way that you should prepare, and this these are some things that you, you're going to face. But it's going to be a tall task for the Broncos uh, this week, and we're really going to see what this defense is made of. Yeah, I mean, when you have the best left tackle in football in Trent Williams, it makes it a lot easier to run the ball at a high success rate, right? So – I think that that's obviously a large part of it, but I think that it's also just a philosophy. Like you said, like he just grew up as a kid watching his dad, Mike, uh, run this type of offense and do the things that they're doing. So I think Kyle's one of the best head coaches in the league. When you look, look at the success that they've had in recent history and really they haven't had like these uber talented rosters. Yes, they have Debo Samuel. uh, But when you look at, some of the other guys on this team in, in certain spots, it's not like they're these just phenomenal uh, and great talented rosters, right? And, and I think that starts at quarterback. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, and I wanted to ask you a little bit, Nick, about Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I, I, he's been such a um, you know kind of consistent quarterback in terms of what he offers. And obviously... He was not going to be the starter this year. It's going to be Trey Lance, uh, who who they have high hopes for. Obviously, unfortunately, he he suffered a, a really bad ankle injury last week uh, against the Seahawks. Jimmy G comes in. Jimmy G's played in a Super Bowl. He took him to the NFC Championship last year. Nick, does Jimmy G make them? Does it does it almost make them a better football team for this this single season? Yeah, George, it does because you, you use that C word, and that C word is consistent. Uh, when you have someone playing that quarterback position, you want them to be elite. But there's only so many elite guys in this league. So if you can get a guy that is consistent, that helps your offense because it keeps us in, in flow and in rhythm. We just was talking about Kyle Shanahan and his commitment to running the ball. 
with that type of commitment, all you need someone who can just go in there, get everyone lined up, and make the right throws. But here's a, a, some problems with Jimmy, right? Here's the pros and cons. The pro is that he has a lot of uh, NFL experience, playoff experience. Uh, he can throw the ball and put the ball anywhere on the field. But the problem is accuracy, right? How accurate can he be all the time? Go back and watch the tape. He loves throwing to that left side. And sometimes he'll back out and he'll look directly where he's going to uh, throw the ball. And another thing uh, about um, when we talk about uh, the quarterback position and Jimmy Garoppolo, here's a con. The con is Jimmy is not going to move to escape the pocket. Now he's going to slide just a little to kind of give him some time to throw the ball down the field. But he's not one of those guys who, who's looking to break the pocket when things start to collapse a, a around him. So, yeah, there, there's some confidence in him now because they've seen him, you know, play. But when you look at the overall scheme, was he their guy to begin with? Uh, no, he, he's a great bridge player for them uh, right now. And the Broncos defense, not to say that you should be looking your chops, but there are certain things that Jimmy cannot do that I'm hoping that the Broncos are able to exploit. And if they're able to do that, then they will come out of Sunday's game with the win. Yeah, look, I think Jimmy is a is a nice football player and and is is a decent quarterback. And again, I mean, he's he's played in a Super Bowl. He, he went to the NFC Championship game last year, uh, but he does have his limitations, right? And I think that this Broncos team needs to take advantage of that. They need to, you know, maybe get a turnover here or there if there's an inaccurate pass, right? And it's thrown behind, and you have a chance for an interception. They have to make those plays if they want to win this football game. Last week, Jimmy G was. 13 of 21, 154 yards and one touchdown. So he's he, look, he's not going to to blow you away, right? He's not going to come out and torch you uh, every single week, but he's consistent and he gets the job done. And and uh, that's why the 49ers have been so successful. And and Nick, before we we take a break here, I did want to ask before we dive in a little bit more on the 49ers, uh, looking at the schedule, this may be the best team the Broncos play this season other than maybe the chiefs uh, is would you agree in terms of this is one of the biggest tests that they're going to get as a team this entire season i know it's only week three and teams change and improve and uh digress throughout a season but just looking at it right now it looks like this 49ers team might be one of the best they play all year well i don't think it's one of the best that they're going to play all year because you still have uh the rams that they play on, on christmas day yeah you know sean McVay runs a version of this offense and they have uh, better skilled players in certain positions than the 49ers. But I will say it, it is going, it's the first test of the season from a run game standpoint. Uh, when we look at Seattle, their, their run game wasn't uh, on par with that of the San Francisco 49ers and neither were the Houston Texans. So th this is why it's going to be all important because once again, you got Trent Williams playing at left tackle position and you have Debo Samuels who they use in a multitude of different ways. So this is going to test the Broncos from a communication standpoint, but more importantly, can you tackle and can you do it consistently? And that's why Kyle loves a run game because even if he gets one yard on the first six attempts, he's going to keep running it because he knows some guy's going to be out of position. Some guy's going to break down. Some guy's going to be on discipline and he's going to get tired. And that's when they're going to have a home run shot. Because I think if I'm not mistaken, looking at Debo Samuel's numbers, uh, as a rusher, his longest was 51 yards in the game against the Seattle Seahawks. So that's what they wait for, wait for some kind of uh, breakdown to take advantage of it. So that that's the thing that makes this a huge challenge 
for the Broncos in week three. Yeah, and I think it's also one of those things, Nick, where they they want to make a statement, right? They, they've obviously underperformed through the first two weeks. Um, you know, they haven't played well. I think a lot of people are down on them. If you can get a big win on Sunday night football in primetime and, and, and against a really quality football team, I think that can go a long ways in terms of obviously the outside perception of you, but just momentum in that locker room. And, and obviously these next two weeks are really big. They go to the Raiders next week. Uh, but Nick, let's take a break and then we can dive into to more of what the Broncos can fix uh, to combat, obviously, what the 49ers are going to bring this Sunday. 